Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, your host, Damian Mason, reminding you that if you are a listener to this through your favorite uh, podcast format, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever, we also now are available on YouTube. And my playlist is Do Business Better. It's at D Mason Comedy. That's my channel. Just go on YouTube, type in Damian Mason, and please subscribe. Been reminding all my friends and fans that if you subscribe, it will help get some lift for me because I'll pick up more people that this will come on their searches. So Do Business Better is a playlist as well as my other podcast specific to the business of agriculture and it's titled The Business of Agriculture. Today we are talking about sales. We're going to talk to you about selling and what it is and why it matters to your business. Now most of you probably are like, oh it matters quite a bit, but there is still this disconnect. This disconnect where there are folks that are business owners, business people, entrepreneurs, and they have a reluctance to sell, they have a fear of selling, and they also have not taken a lot of training on how to be a good salesperson. Remarkable stats that I've come up with uh, and have been just looking over this a bit. There's an amazing number, like 71% or something, of people who are in a professional sales position have never taken a sales training class or sales training course. Isn't that remarkable to you? So a little background here. Uh, First off, in my book, Do Business Better, I have an entire chapter devoted to sales, and it's called Sell, Sell, Sell. I'm going to pull a couple things out of that chapter. I'm going to pull some things that are not in that book to share with you in case you have actually read it. First off, we're going to talk about what sales is, and we're going to talk about why it matters to you. And again, if you're an entrepreneur, business person, business owner, it's probably already pretty clear to you why sales matters. Because you're sitting there saying, well, of course sales matters to me. I need that to keep my business afloat. It's remarkable to me, though, however, in my 26th year now of doing this racket, that people come up to me and they say, you know, I've got this brilliant idea. I've got this idea, and I really am convinced it's going to take off. Can I, can I get together with you and talk about this? I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I say, all right, remember my first question. If you listen to this and if you've read my book, you know my first question is always, great, I love your idea. Can you go for a year without making money? No, but you didn't hear me. I'm like, I heard everything you said just perfectly. Can you go a year without making money? And then people say, but what do you mean? Did you not hear my idea? I heard your idea. Can you go a year without making money? It's always question number one. Question number two is, is it saleable? Is it saleable? Now, we've got to be cautious here because lots of brilliant ideas and things that are coming up now, you would have said one year, five years, 20 years ago, oh my God, that'll never sell. Because we always know the boardroom, remember, there's never been an entrepreneurial, brilliant idea come out of a boardroom. Boardrooms are where brilliant ideas go to die. A bunch of politicians and bobbleheads, you know, they just nod their head, you tap them. What do you think, Roy? Yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. We know that a lot of great things that have come about in our marketplace would not be there if the boardroom had to approve it because they don't know how to be creative and entrepreneurial. So I'm not saying is it saleable 
And would 100 people agree that it's saleable? Remember, nobody thought that dressing up as Bill Clinton and turning it into a business was going to be saleable. And that's how I started out back in 1994 uh, and created some revenue that then helped me build all my other stuff. So, is it saleable? But that's the question you always ask these entrepreneurs, but more importantly, these budding entrepreneurs. And I say, can you live without money for a year? Is your idea saleable? But more importantly, can you sell it? You see, a lot of folks have the idea they want to start their own business, do their own thing, and they're a little bit tired of the corporate grind, or they don't like their thing, or they're looking at semi-retirement, make a change, whatever. Is it saleable? But the bigger important question is, can you sell it? Can you sell what you are talking about creating? Can you sell your business? Can you sell the offering of your business? Can you sell the service from your business? Can you sell what you seek to create? And that's an important thing because a lot of folks then say, I'm just not comfortable with that. I'm just not comfortable being a salesperson. I just don't, I'm just not, it seems like I'm being pushy. All right, there's some truth to that, kind of, but not really. I mean, we're not talking about some huckster used car salesman uh, parody like out of the movie Used Cars. If you've never seen that, check it out. Kurt Russell wears some amazing plaid jackets. We're not talking about hucksterism. We're talking about promoting yourself and your product and building your business. So what sales is? Because I'm going to be doing more of this. I'm going to be doing more episodes like this on sales, and I'll tell you why. I've had now more of my clients ask me if I can work with their sales force. In fact, uh, right after July 4th, I'll be working with a big seed corn company, okay, mid-sized seed corn company, uh, with their new salespeople on fundamentals of selling, and uh, how to break through in a very crowded marketplace. It's what we all are dealing with. And also, I'll be recording some episodes on how to be a salesperson in an era of coronavirus where you're not supposed to shake hands and do all the traditional things we think of uh, in terms of sales. Although, I do see that coming to an end uh, eventually at some point, we hope, for the good of business. So, we're going to be talking about this because also I've had clients that are hiring me now to work on their salespeople, or sometimes their customers' salespeople. You know, a lot of business gets conducted where you're a maker of something, and then you go through distribution, and then distribution has to sell your stuff. Well, if you're the maker of stuff, and I used to deal with this in the lighting business. When I was in the lighting business, we were the manufacturer of lighting fixtures, and then we went through distribution. And the distribution channel, some guy with a yarn tie and a clipboard who's out there selling uh, conduit pipe and switches and light fixtures and light bulbs and Romex wire and a 100 other things. You know what he does? He walks in here and says, well, what are you going to need for this job? I'll be cheaper. That's not selling. It's going in and, and, and saying, what do you, you know, check off some stuff on a box and I'll be cheap. That's not selling. We used to deal with this all the time. So now I'm getting calls from folks wanting me to work with their distribution and that sales chain. Because again, most people that are in professional sales roles have never sold anything or never, I'm sorry, have never, never taken a class on how to sell stuff. Okay, so you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you want to be a business owner, you own a business, whatever your role is here, you're saying, all right, Damien, what do I need to know about sales? Well, let's talk about the first thing, three things, three things that sales is. Sales, sales. Let's not get caught up in, you know, how to close and all that. We'll get to that stuff later. Let's not get caught up in sales techniques and how to probe and all that stuff. Let's just go to the basics. You know what I like? When I played high school football, I would have been a much better high school football coach in some regards because I would have given big picture. 
You see what coaches a lot of times do is all they do is they just whittle it down to this one little thing and say, your job is to go across the line and turn right and then to take out the fullback, whatever. What's the big picture here? What's our defensive scheme trying to do? And then how do I work within it? So that's what I like to do. I like to do big picture for you. Big picture, what sales is. First off, it's revenue. Secondly, it is the foundation of all business, period. And thirdly, it's a simple act of understanding a person's problem and positioning yourself, your service, or your product as a solution to said problem. That's it. Those are the three biggies right there, and we're going to cover each and every one of them. First, sales is revenue. Second, sales is the foundation of all business. Third, third, sales is a simple act of understanding a person's problem and positioning yourself, your product, your service as a solution to said problem. Start with number one, revenue. If you do not have revenue, you will not be in business. You cannot hire a sales force to replace you if you're a reluctant salesperson if you don't have revenue to pay for the said salesperson. Oh, you can put them on commission. Okay, well, great. At first, you got to get them going. you got to get them trained, get them up to speed. You need revenue to build your business. You need revenue to have a business. The United States government, the state that you live in, that government, the county, the municipality, the city that you live in, those governments, you know what they do for revenue? They uh, take it from you by force. If you don't pay your property taxes, if you don't pay your sales tax, you, if you, you will be legally charged, prosecuted, or you'll have your property taken from you, whatever. It's, it is a by force revenue generation. You can't do that when you're a business. You have to earn your revenue. You do that by creating sales. Whatever it is you do comes through sales. So don't ever think that there's any exception to that. As I've, you've heard me say, my former employer, the lighting manufacturer, we're a sales-driven company. Aren't they all? If there are not sales, then how in the hell are they going to be a company? You can't have it. McDonald's doesn't have uh, golden arches unless somebody buys cheeseburgers. Got it? Sales is revenue. Sales number two. And by the way, revenue doesn't mean profit. You remember that also. You know, we, we all know how that works. There are people out there that to sell go cheaper. And they say, I'm going to get more sales. I'm going to boost sales. I'm going to do that by lowering my price. Okay, you did bring in more revenue. But you also gave away the profit. So just don't ever confuse the two. More sales does not mean more profit. More profit margin means more profit. A lot of people get this wrong still. Well, I'm not making any money, but I'm selling lots of stuff. Well, then what the hell are you selling lots of stuff for? <laughs> the purpose of taking the risk and going out here and, and putting your, your shingle up was to actually make a living, not to just sell a lot of stuff for, for free. Revenue does not equal profit. Never forget that. But sales is revenue. And business starts by having revenue. And it's up to you to figure out to sell it for the right price and to control your expenses so that you can actually make revenue into profit. There is no profit without revenue first. That's why you need the sales. Makes sense, right? I know this is fundamental. I know you're saying, oh, hell, everybody knows this. A lot of people don't. I know people that say things like, I'm going to start a business. Okay, well, How are you going to be successful? It seems like it's kind of a crowded marketplace. I'm going to be cheaper. Oh, have you ever thought about being better? Have you ever thought about being a little bit more niched? Have you ever thought about finding a client that's not being served by those current big players right there and then existing with those small niche people right there and then you can have more margin? But there's always the person that says, I'm going to start this business. How are you going to be successful? I'm going to be cheaper. It's a slippery slope. 
Again, revenue does not mean profit. Sales is revenue, but revenue is not profit. Don't ever confuse the two. When you start giving things away, you're falling down a slippery slope. And you know what? There's always some idiot that's going to be cheaper than you. Number two, sales is the basics of, basis of all business. There is no business unless there is sales, as I stated already. So always understand that before you, great, you have to start with a product and you invent the product, you create a service, you come up with a logo, you put out a website, you do all those things that we do as business people. Good. But until there is a transaction that is paid for, because remember, it's only a sale if you get paid. Otherwise, what is it? It is a gift. Never forget that. I learned that a long time ago. Coast Electric in California, we were going to open them up. I know my buddy Danny that worked there went to, went to sporting events together. And he said, man, if you can just get me the right, I'm ready to buy in this full line inventory pricing, Damien. You know what? We're, we're, we're ready for it. I was going to get the biggest order I had ever gotten as a young salesperson in the lighting business. And you know what? The credit department wouldn't allow it to go through. And I said, what the hell's going on? They said, well, Coast Electric doesn't have good enough finances. And it turns out credit was actually right. They folded promptly thereafter. A sale is only a sale if you get paid. Otherwise, you're giving something away. Don't ever forget that. Starting out as a small biz person, you say, man, I've got all kinds of jobs. Okay, you got all kinds of jobs, but are you getting paid? Sales is the basis of your business Understand it. Make it important. You don't want to be a salesperson. You're reluctant. I understand that. Find someone that can then be that salesperson. Most folks that are reluctant salespeople, I get it. They're idea people. They're process people. They're manufacturing people. Whatever that should be. They're accounting-minded people. Have to make up for it by being really, really, really good. By having a really good network of folks that they somehow still have, even though they're not great salespeople. Or by hiring around that. Number two, sales is the basis of all business. The old peddler, the old peddler adage, if nobody sells, a terrible thing happens. Nothing. Number three, sales is the act, as simplistic as it sounds, of determining a person's problem and positioning your product, yourself, or your service as the solution to said problem. That's it. Very simple, I know, but it is true. And I said person. I said people to make sure that we understood. In sales, we use things like client and prospect. We talk about gatekeepers, that person that's kind of between you and the actual decision maker. That's another thing we'll learn about, right? The gatekeeper might be an administrative assistant or it might be a business partner. And they know that they don't want you to get to the actual decision maker because they're happy with the way things are. And they don't want you to get in there and mess things up. So therefore, they are a gatekeeper. They're going to try and keep you away. Makes sense to you, right? So those are all the things that we know. But let's say once we get past those things, and we're not talking about closing strategies and all that. Let's just go to the basics. This person has a problem. You need to dial in what it is you offer and present it as the solution to their problem. It's the old thing about pain and pain mitigation. Now, some people are not in pain or they're in a little bit of pain, but they don't really perceive it. And you think, oh man, I can do this better. So that's where it becomes a job to paint the picture. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Client, prospect, prospective client, I know you're happy with XYZ. 
But what if I told you that that is costing you about 10% of what could be eventual margin for you because it's making you less efficient? Ah, there I just found a pain point that they weren't even necessarily aware of. They weren't coming to you crying saying, hey, I know we're losing money. They didn't know that. So your job as a salesperson is to discover the client or prospective client's pain and present yourself as the solution to that. Here is the thing. Don't lie. Don't make it up. Hey, you know what? I know that you're, I know you're bleeding over here. Well, I can fix it. Well, great. When you can't fix it, then all you've done is taken on something you couldn't do that your product, your service, your company were unable to do. And then what happens? You look like an idiot and you will never, ever get that business, ever. Because once you say you can do something and you don't deliver, I don't know about you, but I can tell you how I am. I asked you if you could fix this. You told me you could. You sold me the bill of goods that you could take care of this. You could remedy this situation. You came in, you made a mess, and you made it worse. Get the out of my place. That's how I do a business, and I'm sure that some of you are the same way. <clears throat> Usually, this takes listening. And I'm going to talk about that in another subsequent episode about sales also. Because most folks, the biggest impediment they have to actually being able to understand the client's problem and articulate the offer or the solution is that they start offering the solution before they fully understand the problem. So do a little research, read, ask questions, and shut your mouth because the client or prospective client will generally tell you, now you have to ask a few questions, ask a few different ways. No, I'm happy with who I'm doing business with. Okay. Well, what about how are you managing X, Y, and Z? Well, we're going to get to that. Well, here's something that you should be aware of. So sometimes you can present the situation. Coming down the road, there's this new legislation. Are you aware of that? And if you are not aware of that, I can give you references so you can read about it or I can explain it to you. And it's going to present a little bit of a problem for you. And as that presents a problem for you, I believe that I could be your solution. You see, I just came in giving them information and knowledge about something in the marketplace that I did my research. That's the thing. Instead of just going in there with your price sheet and carrying on about how you can be cheaper, actually understand the client or prospective client's needs, their position, and then how you can approach their pain. Listen, ask questions, do the research. And then when they have fully articulated to, the, to you what it is that they are dealing that's a pain point, or maybe what they aren't really aware of is a pain point, and you can help explain why it is going to be more of a pain point, then all of a sudden you have somebody that's an interested party, and it doesn't just become an issue of how cheap can you be. It becomes how can you do business together to remedy their, their problem with a solution, and they won't beat you up on price. That's the amazing thing. Everybody thinks selling is about going out and haggling on price. But if you do some of these other things right, you end up with a client that was a prospect that realizes that you actually have a solution for them that works. And it's not just about how many cents we can shave off of this price of this uh, purchase order. Those are uh, the opening points. I'm going to tell you that sales skills can be learned. I've heard this my whole life. I'm not a natural-born salesperson. I get it. Sure. Okay, you're not. Some people are more introverted. Some people are not. Damien, you're a good salesperson. Good. But you know what? I'm not actually an introvert. Ask my wife. She says, boy, you've done a great job for all these years being on a stage, 
convincing everybody when you're doing your videos and your podcast that you're an extrovert. You're not. She has left your own devices. You just hang out in your hotel room. Left your own devices. You have to sit with a couple of your friends, drink beer, and pet your dog. I said, yes. You don't have to be an extrovert to be a good salesperson. You have to be a driven and focused sales-minded person. You have to have the discipline to go out and turn over stones and do the research. You have to pick up the phone. You have to send out emails. All those things we can cover in future episodes. You don't have to be an extrovert. Sales skills are learnable because it's really those things we just talked about. I don't know if I'm comfortable with this, Damien. I just want to invent a better mousetrap. You've heard all that too, right? I covered that in a past episode with a guy named David Avern. Build a better mousetrap and they'll beat a path to your door. That is bullshit. Let me tell you why. There are lots of mediocre, below-average mousetraps that are out there making money for their inventors and their sailor and their sellers because they know how to sell. Being a really good product is important. That's neat. That's fine. That's wonderful. But you don't have to concentrate just on that. You've got to be a salesperson, and it goes back to those fundamental things. And then, of course, the third thing, as I point out in my book, if your product and your service is amazing and brilliant and nobody's ever seen it before, it's going to take 10 times the amount of salesmanship. You know why? Because humans resist bold, new, and different. Humans shot down and attacked the first hot air balloon with pitchforks. You think that these, are, uh, uh, em- these people embrace new, different, change, crazy stuff? They do eventually. Sure they do. Look how hard it was to sell somebody an idea of Uber. Why you, You're going to do what? You're going to go out and you're going to have strangers picking up strangers and putting them in their back the backseat of their damn car? What are you, crazy? It's like how serial murders do stuff like that. But it became Uber and Lyft. But it required some salesmanship and some forward thinking, didn't it? And it required somebody to sit there and look at a problem and say, huh, you know what we got a problem with? we got a problem with everybody needs transportation. Some people don't own cars. In these metro areas, we got cars that are being underutilized. And we also got a whole bunch of people working in the gig economy now. they got spare time because they're only part-time employees over here at Walmart. And they'd like to make some more money. What could we do for those people? Oh, yes. So it was forward thinking. It was entrepreneurial. But it was also a sales job that looked at a problem and sold their service as the solution. Simple as that. Sales is revenue. Sales is the basis of your business. And sales is understanding a person's. A person is understanding a problem that people have. And then positioning yourself, your product, your service as a solution. That's your basics for what sales is. I appreciate you tuning into this episode. I will be putting out more sales-oriented Do Business Better podcasts because it seems to be a hot request right now. In the era of coronavirus, people are saying, Damien, can you work with my people online? Sure, I can. If you've got people that you want me to help with, uh, the next level, the next level, the next level of salesmanship, we can do that. Anyway, till next time, thanks for being here. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I really appreciate you being a listener and a viewer. Till next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.